Hey, just cutting in at the beginning of today's episode to remind you yet again that we are under quarantine, as everyone knows, and the audio quality of this episode is not, again, up to our normal standards. I think it's fine, but um, just keep in mind that by next time, we'll try to put together a better solution. We tried something a little bit different to make it easier for editing, and the quality kind of went down because of that, um, so hopefully next week's episode will be a little bit better. I hope you all are doing well, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. This is unprecedented. Monsters of threat level demon and above are appearing simultaneously in every city. Our response teams are being overwhelmed. It's too much. We can't keep up. can never have enough hostages he's bill that is true <laughs> i i live by that that's on the coat of arms <laughs> and i'll play your game my name is andy you usually do i i usually do hey guy hi how are you i am um, uh freshly gone outside did a little spray painting uh-huh i am i'm drinking front street Brewery's Cherry Bomb Blonde. Oh, you're a local. And you've not had Front Street's Cherry Bomb Blonde. Do yourself a favor now and go find it at your local Hy-Vee and go pick it up. I think this is probably the best part of uh, Josh's Natural Party, which should be trying this for the first time. Oh, my God. It's just, it's, it's like, I mean, I like beer. I don't like it as much as you do, but I like beer. And, oh, I... Any any place that has that, that's my go-to. Like that, or like I've really been, in, I've been into like I say recent, like not recently because I haven't really been out drinking at all because of right, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I the last couple of times I was out drinking something, um, I really kind of have started to fall in love with sour beers. Yeah, right. Um, Sours are great. I, I had you try that sea foam or sea quench mm-hmm. by Dogfish Head. I don't remember what the other one was, the one I had that was really sour, like stripped the enamel off your teeth sour. Yeah, um, I, I can't remember that one either. But it was what have you been drinking in the sour department? Um, one in particular, and I'm going to see if I can find it. I think it's on my Instagram. Um, when I was in Wisconsin, that was really good, uh, was Gumball Head. Um, and okay. they, they did a, they did a really good sour. Um, and I, I love that one. Um, I have one at, Baked beer and bread, and I cannot remember what it was, but I remember having a, a glass of it and being like, this is really fucking good. I want another. But then they ran yeah. out, and I was sad. Oh. I know. I, yeah, I like sour myself. That's it was the, the only problem that... the one I that was so sour with. It was like $9 for the bottle of it. Yeah. It's one of those things that I, I didn't think I'd like at first, but like as soon as I tried it, I'm like, okay, this is really good beer. Yeah, because I don't think you did like it at first. I had you try some of mine. I don't mm-hmm. think you were crazy crazy about it. I wasn't crazy about it. I wasn't crazy about it first, but it it was. It, I acquired that taste really quickly. Ah, <laughs> oh, makes me want a sour beer. All right, we're here today to talk about. We are. 
Yes, we are. We are. We're talking about episode 17 or 5 of season 2 I, of, of One Punch I hear Man. we mean I'm here and you're there. Yes, you're in your home and I'm in my home. And hopefully the audio quality is just as great as it was last week. And I don't know how it's going to all pan out. But we'll, we're just doing what we can in this these troubling times to bring you the quality content that you crave to get through another day of being home. Yeah, I think they're going to kind of understand that, you know, our con- our quality is not going to be quite normal level. Yeah. We're not, I don't we're think not it's going to sound too bad. It may sound a little different. I don't think it's going to sound bad. I agree. I would absolutely agree with that. It's going to be different is a very good word for that. Um, yeah, we're not in the studio. We're, we're in our respective homes. Uh, no Josh again this week. Um, just the two of us. And we are going to be going over this episode, the Martial Arts Tournament, I do believe. Yes. And Bill, it's your week. But before we do that, uh, I think it's time for, I don't know, a little nerd news maybe? Anything going on in this crazy world that's not just 24-7 coverage of how many people are dying? Well, I mean, the the it's going to be a little bit old news now, but the massive layoffs are on furloughs and the firings from WWE. Yes. Which, which are kind of tangentially related to the whole thing. Yeah, no, totally is. Um, so for They always have kind of a spring cleaning anyway, but... They do. Uh, so WWE, the World Wrestling Entertainment Wrestling Group, um, they normally do have a spring cleaning every time around this time of year after WrestleMania, where they you know give the boot to several wrestlers. Um, and... I wonder how much of that actually is playing in to this because like um, Vince McMahon, the principal owner of WWE has um, essentially tried to make sure that things don't go too awry uh, in uh, in jumping ahead and and, and letting go, releasing some of their talent and not just on screen talent, but behind the scenes individuals and writers and such. Uh, And there was a crazy day of releases um, where we saw, I believe 20, some or maybe 2022 wrestlers uh, and a and 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 referees and a, a number of backstage talent basically yep. either furloughed um, or completely lose their jobs. Yeah, yeah. I think the only backstage agent that lost their job was Kurt Angle. I think everybody else is just on furlough. I agree. Yeah, I think I think I read that. Um, but yeah, there was a, a surprising amount of wrestlers and some of the ones I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, like there were some that I kind of knew. You know, the writing was on the wall for him, perhaps. Right. But there were a lot that were not. I mean, none of us were shocked that, like, Mike Canales got let go. Yeah, I feel bad he, for him, too. Like, he he. I mean, been, he did uh, ask for it, so... He yeah. asked for his release a while ago and got told no, yeah. so it's... Um, and, and, and I know that he, he's been struggling. He had a, a, a very open struggle with addiction that he was he also was off-camera dealing with, too. Um, oh, okay, I didn't... Yeah, so like, there's that, and I mean, that was kind of sad. And obviously, his wife was let go as well from the company. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she didn't ask for a release, but she got released. Yeah, uh, Drake Maverick was kind of surprising. Did you see the video? Yeah, I did watch that. It was actually, I mean, aside from like the weird, like kind of like blending of real life and kayfabe a little bit. Yeah, he kind of he kind of slipped kayfabe a little bit. But... Um, but it was really heartbreaking. Like I, yeah. I kind of choked up a little bit. I'm like, oh. I, I think most of these guys will be okay. I mean, he was a big deal in TNA, and he can go back there, I bet, and do well. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Once um, this all blows over. Uh, the Good Brothers being let go was kind of surprising to me. 
Yeah, that was surprising. Uh, Carl yeah. Anderson and Luke Gallows, yeah. uh, who made their big name on the uh, Japanese in the Japanese uh, corp, uh, uh, yeah, wrestling businesses. Bullet Club. Um, yep. Um, they were let go. Uh, Rusev was let go, which, I mean, was kind of surprising. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, it's kind of surprising or kind of not, because they don't do anything with him. True. Yeah, thanks. With him. Man, if he gets, up, you know, into TNA or AEW or goes to Japan, he's going to be big. Oh, big time. Absolutely. I mean, a, a, a big foreigner that can move like that in Japan, they're going to eat him up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, I think the good thing is for some of these individuals, you know, once things clear up and once they get a couple of years out somewhere else, maybe they have a chance to come back to, again, one of the big leagues like AEW or WWE. Um, who knows what the landscape will look like. I think, a lot, of, I think a lot of them have the ability to go to it straight away. I mean, True. like I said, between Japan, Japan AEW, TNA, I, I think a lot of them can go straight to those places and, and get work. Yeah. I think it'll take a little time. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty right now, like with all things businesses, um, right. as far as um, how this is going. Oh, and what I think is interesting too about this, and I think important to note, is that um, their WWE has gotten some backlash for these, not just because these are people that are going to be without jobs, but WWE has a large reserve fund of cash mm-hmm. already. I think in the right. tune of like half a billion dollars. Well, they took a bath pretty hard on WrestleMania too. I think it's at $22 million. That's a lot. Yeah. That's what happens when, you know, your, your wrestling show, you're continuing to promote a wrestling show without fans. Perhaps it's time to take a break, but the machine will not stop. Right. Well, they just had to refund a bunch of those tickets, too. Or, oh, yeah. I'm sure they had tickets sold, so, you know, how oh, much yeah. of that $22 million was just, just paying back tickets. So, yeah, it's a sad, I think, Got a moment, obviously, um, for for what happened to these people. Um, hopefully, they'll be back on their feet when things kind of clear up and find well, new work. They lost a lot of money, and I guess XFL has gone bankrupt again. I'm really shocked. How much longer? I mean, do you think they're they're hurting? Do you think the this downsize is gonna stop them eventually? Or I don't know. And then there's a lot of talk about things like the network, the WWE network. Vince is not happy about the network at all. Doesn't it kind of maybe like within a year the network might just disappear? Right. So I don't know. It's it's a it's a mess if you're a wrestling fan. It's frustrating if you're a wrestling fan for these talent and and for the business and uh, I think in general right now. So, but what is it depressing and upsetting right <laughs> now in the world in which we live in? One Punch Man. One Punch Man. Nice segue. Let's jump into One Punch Man episode seventeen. Bill, it's your week. It is my week. I am ready. I'm ready to talk about this fighting tournament. It is. As you said, this episode is the martial arts tournament. It yes. is number 17 or number 525, five, depending on how you want to name it. Uh, we open on the Hero Association in their war room, um, mm-hmm. and they're contemplating what needs to be done about the Elder Centipede. Uh, they've lost contact with Metal Bat, and yep. they've called in uh, Class A backup. And. This is all being exasperated by multiple emergency calls that are coming in all over the cities. This is nuts. Yeah. yeah. Like, we've never seen anything like this in the show thus far, where entire armies of monsters have just all of a sudden popped up in all the different cities. Yep, it's kind of like Nightfall with Bane letting out Botgate and Arkham Asylum and just yep. running Batman to the ground. 
pretty much. And we see that in multiple scenes, which is these heroes just unable to handle it. Yep, but in this one, there there isn't a Batman. There's no. a Superman, and he has wandered off and distracted. Yeah, Su- Superman has no idea what's happening somehow. Yep. Uh, they're still just going to keep the tournament going despite things. Well, I don't think they know yet, really. And we cut to uh, Mohican and Pineapple, and they've got the executive and his brat, and they're running for cover. But they get cornered by Elder Centipede. Mm-hmm. Metal Knight swoops in to save them. He just tells them to get the fuck out because uh, he's conducting a weapons test. I fucking hate Metal Knight. I, I oh, he's such. He a said like a dozen words. We hate him. Oh, I know. I hate him. I've hated him from last season. I hate him this season. I just want Saitama to one punch him in his stupid metal, stupid metal suit and be done with him. Well, that wouldn't be because that suits the drone. That's remember? fair. That's right. Um, I want to know what he looks like. Right? We don't know yet. We have no idea. Well, Metal Knight's weapons test fails. He does not even scratch the surface of Elder Centipede. But it does at least get the two of them to C-class heroes, or as you said, a C and a B. C and a B. Pineapple's B. Mike. a C. They take off running and are quickly confronted by Rhino Wrestler, Phoenix Man, and Sludge Jellyfish. I was getting, like, crazy Rocksteady vibes. Right, and, and crazy Big Bird vibes. Extreme Big Bird vibes. We cut back to the Hero, the Hero Association headquarters. There's a lot of cutting in this. There's a lot of like moving scenes. Like it, it jumps uh, so much. My apologies. This thing is as structured as best I could make it, but it's we're going to be back and forth a lot. Yeah, it's going to do our best. We have demon plus monsters are attacking all over, and they're over as we said before. Um, Apparently, the situation is just escalating as they're telling us. So, and theme song. Theme song. We come back from the theme song to get a nice long fight sequence, uh, really showcasing Metal Bat's slow Hulk powers, ultimately ending when Garu defeats Metal Bat. Garu realizes that Metal Bat and Tank Top Master are both untrained thugs, but that bat would have caused him serious damage if he could make contact with it. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the things about this episode that's really interesting is the fight scenes. We don't get as much fighting in the last episode. We get some, obviously. A little uh, bit, yeah. But, like, this one is full-on just fight, 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 fight. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's probably a good eight minutes or so. Yeah, totally. So once he kind of has this thought, suddenly Metal Bat is back on his feet, and he's trying to take a sneak attack to get a whole bunch of extra D6s of damage. <laughs> sneak attack. The only thing that saves Garu from this is that his little sister shows up. Metal Bat's little sister shows up. Yes, this is a scene that we alluded to, I think, last episode. Um, but I forgot it was in this episode. Um, yep. So, yeah, walk us through this. Well, she yells at, like, Big Brother Bat and stops him dead. So Garu takes a sucker punch of his own. And when he goes in for the kill on Metal Bat, uh, Zenko is her name, Metal Bat's little mm-hmm. sister. She runs in the way and tells them that they are not allowed to fight around her. Was, and I love that Gar- Garu's reaction is like, why do I have to follow your family rules? Was I the only one that at first watched that scene was like, oh shit, she's going to be like an S-class hero? Oh yeah, no, I didn't at all, no. I just thought she was just going to beat the shit out of him. And he takes that, and he brings his hand up real suddenly like, whoa! And he just yeah. kind of wipes his hair and goes, 
all right, yeah, I was looking for Watchdog Man anyway, so I'm just going to fuck right off. Yeah, he takes off. Uh, he leaves him alone. He spares Metal Bat when you wouldn't yep. think he would. Yep, but he likes kids, apparently. He under he likes underdogs, and he kind of sees kids and monsters as underdogs. Yeah, and I wonder if some of that comes from that scene that we saw last episode that started it when we see him as a kid, disenfranchised, um, deflated by, like, you know, finding out the reality of the world. Like, he, he has a thing for preserving innocence, perhaps? Right, right. And like you said, like I said, I think he sees the monsters as underdogs, so they're the ones always getting beat up. Mm-hmm. Metal Bat goes, oh, shit, I was fighting a kaiju. And he goes back to fighting it, wanting to fight it, and uh, Zenko tries to stop him. And then she does judo chop him in the back of the head and knock him out. <laughs> so maybe you're not totally off. I'm wondering if she's got powers of some sort. And then he just had one one hit point left. Probably had one hit point left. Yes. Because even the, she seems the rage, the rage wore off. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we cut over to Phoenix Man and Sludge Jellyfish. Uh, they've been watching this. Phoenix Man's pretty impressed with Garu. Sludge Jellyfish isn't. He's like, he didn't even kill the hero. What the hell? <laughs> but he goes down to take the Sanku as a hostage. He's like, hey, look, there's a little girl unprotected. We could use another hostage. Can't, can't, can't have too many hostages. And he is stopped by the most unlikely of people, Garu. Yeah, he comes back. Yep. He gooifies um, him. Uh, he already is gooified, so that... Was at least good for him. He gooshes um, them. He gooshes them all over the ground. Mm-hmm. Phoenix Man comes down, and he knows whatever Phoenix Man is talking, like, the head doesn't move. No, this is weird as shit. Because when Phoenix Man actually comes down to talk to him, he hands him a Monster Association business card, but it's literally a human hand, like, sticking out of his chest. But, but, he's flying later. <laughs> I, right? I don't understand. He's a man in a Big Bird costume. He is in a, like a like a Iron Man slash Big Bird costume. Yes. The only thing we know it does is fly, but it does fly. It does but that. He's definitely. But I'm pretty sure he's a man inside there. <laughs> he's got to um, be a man inside there. Anyway, Garu tells him to screw off. Phoenix fan promises Garu that they will meet again if Garu continues to hunt for heroes. Elsewhere, another one of our famous cuts. Mohican yep. and Pineapple are losing the Rhino Wrestler, and that's when Phoenix Man calls for them to all pull out. Uh, the time hasn't come for the, yet for the climax. Gross, maybe. But, but, but I do. I think, I think it's very edgy of you. <laughs> anyway, there's a there's a weird buildup of them like talking shit before they just grab the kid and leave. Uh, Rhino Man just like runs through the two of them. Yeah. Like, there will be a final battle. I've trained my body and my horn. <laughs> My body is ready. Actually, Phoenix Man even tells Big Purple to withdraw. Mm-hmm. Which is odd that he told the uh, Elder Centipede what to do. Right, because they make it sound like the Elder Centipede is the one in charge, but apparently not, because there's a monster association, apparently, that's in charge of everything, and it's so confusing. Yep, and they're I mean, planning a final battle. I mean, I guess if there's a hero association, like it makes sense there's a monster association. The Metal Knight drone actually jumps onto the back of uh, Elder Centipede and hitches a ride. We get a, key, a few quick flashing scenes of monsters fighting heroes all around the city and mm-hmm. mostly winning. Then we cut back to the martial arts tournament. And yeah! Sour, Sour Face is banging on Saitama's door. 
telling us the time for his first match, or it's time for Shiranko's first match in the arena. Mm-hmm. Important uh, to do it there. It's Shiranko. It's not Saitama. Yes. It's totally not Saitama. And we also see that Genos is in the audience. Yeah, Genos is there to cheer. See, it's one of those things where it's like, I get why Genos is there, but at the same time, there's a small part of me that's like, would Genos be too goody two shoes to be like, you shouldn't do this, Master? I don't think he knows he shouldn't. And also, he's his master. He doesn't question him. That's true. No, that's true. You've got a point there. He always blindly follows. He does. And then we get our big introduction of all the tournament fighters. Um, our top five, our top four are Lightning Max, Lightning uh, Max hero, who uses Hyper Karate Max as a style. Yes, I love Lightning Max. We have uh, the token girl of the tournament, Ring Ring, using they literally palm, say, yes, maybe not literally palms. say token girl. They said the only female fighter. Yes, she uses palms, bell, fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the character you would play in a fighting game. Oh, 100%. Uh, we have some generic jerk-off bin pats of the the way of the cruel school. And we have Snake Bite Snake, bottom of the A class. Remember which him? Was rude, which was rude. Yeah, <laughs> he's bottom. like, he's like, really? You had to put that little tidbit in there? They had to call me out. Yeah. And then the rest, which are in quick succession. Uh, we have superconductive Boltane, who uses Fist of Thunder. He's kind of a military mullet guy. Yep. We have Bazuzu, who uses Bazuzu's nuclear fist. He's a Mohawk caveman. <laughs> yep. Uh, we have Gatling, who uses many fist style. He's a Naruto fa- character. My favorite's coming up soon. Hamukichi, mm-hmm. in the gentle self-defense of the Sunflower Dojo. Uh, he's kind of, he's like some kind of a sumo teddy bear. Yep. Uh, we have a fat dude named Dave who yeah, uses giant smothering, giant smothering killing technique. That's my favorite one. His name is Dave. <laughs> I would have assumed, like, gentle self-defense of the Sunflower Dojo would have been your favorite one. Nope. Fucking Dave, man. I was, I was say, dude in, a, in like, all these, like, crazy named fighters and Japanese names, his name is Dave. Yep. We have Laji, the psychoanalyst uh, martial artist. He's just kind of this nerd guy. We have Mintai of the Spicy Fist School, who's like kind of a like a capsaicin David Bowie. Yes, like, that, like they had tele- That's a sentence I've never heard before, but I wish I had heard like 17 years ago. A capsaicin David Bowie. Like that—that's why they told us that Ring Ring was the only female, because otherwise you wouldn't know any better. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Uh, we have Jakuman, who is a Giga Pro wrestler. He's basically Brock Lesnar. We have Chose, uh, the Chosen Way, the Chosen One Way, kind of like a serial killer bedwetter kind of vibe going on with this guy. <laughs> we have Sourface, who's formerly of the Fist of Flowing Water Crushing Rock, um, now using Sourface Kimpo. Mm-hmm. Zakos, who uses Take the Plunge True Fist. This is his seventh straight appearance, and he's never won. And when he wins, he is going to propose to his girlfriend. Important note. We'll we'll come which, back to that. Which is why it's take the plunge fit, true fist. Yes. And then we have Shiranko, who uses fist of seltzer water on the rocks. Um, and he wrote on his form, please don't aim for my head. <laughs> he I love that because he's like, he doesn't want his wig to fall off. 
It's so good. Uh, you know, I didn't think about the wig. I really didn't. I was just like, why does he care if he gets hit in the face? He's slapped down on Oh, because he's got a wig on, right. Okay. He's got a wig. He doesn't want the wig to fall off. If he gets hit in the head, it might fall off, and then the jig is up. And they're like, oh, no, you're Saitama. Yeah. Well, they could just say, oh, you got your, your hair punched off, but whatever. <laughs> it is animal. And uh, he does get booed. Just straight up booed. Except Geno's claps. He does, like, the weird, like, Japanese wrestling fan clap. Yep. It's so cute, actually. It's really adorable. And then the commentators are like, wait a minute. And now, they save the best for last. Uh, we are introducing two more competitors. A two-time yes. champion, Bakuzan, using the Dark Hell Killing Jutsu. That motherfucker is like the end boss in any fighting game. Yeah, he's like a Saiyan. Like an end boss Saiyan. Yeah. And we have uh, Shiri Ryu using Dark Corporal Fist, who is a four-time champion, making his first appearance in seven years. Yeah. Um, he says he's here for the cash prize, but really, he wants uh, Wolfman. Yes. He did appear in the end credits of last episode, asking he, a couple girls where the tur- the tournament was. Because he's like, I haven't been there in a while. Can you show me where they're at? Yes. I forgot all about that. But yes, yep. that is that's something we don't think we I think we missed in the last episode. Um, and then I just wrote break card question mark. I think it's as good of a place as any. Welcome to the break card. It's Andy back again with some better audio here for you momentarily. I want to thank you for hanging with us and spending time out of your day to listen to our wonderful little podcast that we do, usually weekly, but not always. 2020 has been a year, hasn't it? It's been, been quite the year. If you want to help support our show, the easiest way to do so is to head over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, I guess they call it now, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts and you're listening to us right now, and leave a review. And I know that you guys probably have all the time in the world. I say that in jest. I I have a lot of time, but I also don't have a lot of time, so I understand completely where people are coming from. Um, But if you have a moment and you have not yet rated our show, please consider doing so. It goes a huge way of helping us out to basically essentially spread our show to other people. Um, And I know that we could definitely use that. So if you have a second and you have not written a review, please consider doing so today. If you have money that is just burning a hole in your pocket, if you have that stimulus check and you're like, I don't know what to spend all this on, uh, you could... Possibly donate as little as $1 a month to our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, where you can get bonus episodes. Bill and I are actually plotting out a bonus episode right now that I think is going to be super cool, and I think it'll be a longer one, you know, an episode-length bonus episode that we'll be putting up on the Patreon pretty soon, uh, as well as other content. So go check that out. That's patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. I hope you're taking time out for yourself, staying mentally well, staying physically well, And I hope that this podcast finds you in a happy state. It's a tough time for all of us, and we're getting through it one day at a time. Just know that Bill, myself, Josh, Thurk, anyone involved with the podcast, we're thinking of y'all, we care for you, and and let's get back to our review right now of One Punch Man. We've returned from our epic journey. I have a journey where you went and let the dog out. I let the dog back in. Oh. <laughs> I got my own dogs to keep track of. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. You got one in your lap right now. Yeah. Yeah.
Find a way to shut her up. She seems um, But anywho, we're back. We're back, and Sourface is having a uh, a Lars Sullivan breakdown and trying not to puke. Oh no! Oh no! There's a there's an old reference that I think maybe just Adam will get. How did he not get let off? Of everybody that let go, how did they not let Lars Sullivan go? I good question. But anywho, okay, he has a panic attack and and flakes out on his big match with John Cena. Then they find his old Twitter history with a bunch of like racist and homophobic stuff on it. Yep. Then they found it. Yep. Yeah, they find out he used to do gay porn. I didn't hear that one. Yep. Yep. He also used huh. to do gay porn. Huh. He used to do not necessarily gay porn, but he used to do porn. Period. Like, right. Right. How did that person? Yeah, that doesn't really like matter in the grand scheme of things, but like, huh? It, I mean. I bet it does to Vince. Oh, yeah. But we're not talking about WWE. We're talking about another type of fighting. I'm fighting. Saying, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't Anyway, Saitama calls him old dude, and he finds out that he is just 20, same age as Shiranko, which actually makes him younger than Saitama. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute, you're only 20? And then the Zapdos guy, I think maybe, maybe I called him Zapdos earlier. You might have called him Zapdos if you did a well. Um, we had Bioflu in last episode. It's still right. He shows up to confront Shiraco, uh for being an amateur who should just quit. Satama, of course, thinks he's just talking to Sourface. Yeah, he's like, are you going to let him talk to you that way? Or something yeah. like that. And, and uh, Sourface are you like, talking it? about you. <laughs> and actually, they point out that he doesn't even know how to tie his belt correctly, and Sourface fixes it for him. It's really adorable. He, like, gets in front of Saitama, and he's, like, retying his belt while they're talking. It's really good. And even, like, turns to Zakos and says, you know, he's part of the fist of flowing water crushing rock school, so, of course, Zakos just uses that to be more shitty. Mm -hmm. He's talking about how Bang Bang is dropping the ball out there being a hero instead of being here judging the tournament. Yeah, that was rough. Like, he's just like, how dare he? Yeah, that dude's a dick. The dude is a dick. Sourface also agrees and thinks Saitama should be absolutely incensed, but he doesn't care. We all know he doesn't care. No, he doesn't. And he's like, wait, are you going to stand there and take that? And Saitama's like, whatever. It's fine. Uh, yep. Then we do actually cut in to see what uh, Bang and Bomb are doing, um, which is having lunch. Uh, they appear to be eating some kind of jelly donuts. God damn it, Phil. It took me a second. I, I, like, I wrote I wrote that for you. Thank you. It took <laughs> I was like, were they eating jelly donuts? No, they were eating rice balls. I know they were. <laughs> On top of a roof while they're on lookout for Garo. They've apparently been using a A class hero as bait and they've been following him around waiting for Garo to jump him. That's really fucked up. <laughs> it kinda is. You are bait. <laughs> worm on the end of the fishing line. And I don't think he even knows it because he's just been following him. Not in the least. Let's just pick this guy that thinks he's going to get his ass kicked. Let's we'll just follow him around for a while. Well, this A-class hero is actually being attacked by a Poke Goro. Bang decides he wants to get involved, probably so he doesn't lose his bait. And the monster gives him his origin speech. Uh, oh. I've got two different names for him. I got the Demonic Pugilist, and I got okay. Boxing Devil. So, I think Boxing Devil is what I remember. Yeah, that I got the the subtitle said the Demonic Pugilist. 
could be wrong, but I, I, I can't remember which one I remember. But anywho. Either way, he uh, he gives his origin speech that he was uh, so good at boxing that he just couldn't handle sanctioned competition anymore, and his rage made him a monster. We haven't gotten a good backstory for a monster in a while. Yeah, so um, in rebuttal, Fang hits him like 4,000 times. He's <laughs> <laughs> the piss out of this dude. He just, it's just a blue blur, like... It's what would happen in Dragon Ball if they weren't fighting another superpower guy. Like if yeah, yeah. Just, they leave a broken, like, pitted stain on the ground, greasy on the ground. Yeah, there's a splatter at one point, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh. there's, like, black blood squirting everywhere. But then they oh. walk away, and you, like, see the body all broken and, yeah. like, jellified. Yeah, and Bang's um, like, yeah, I got better things to do. It's like... A, garbage bag full of chicken and rice got dropped off the roof. It just, it's oh. terrible. <laughs> oh, I don't like that image. Not wrong, though. No, you're not wrong. Oh! Cut back to Lightning Max taking on Ring Ring. And then we cut to and again, I have two monsters, two names for this monster. Uh, she is either Super S or Doe S. A dominatrix monster who seems to be ready for COVID-19 because she's got a, like an industrial goth respirator on. She does have one of those respirators on. I kind and, of thought the same thing. And uh, she is taking on dynamite. Ooh. We cut to Marshall Gorilla, who has defeated the hero Heavy Kong and is squatting on him, eating a banana and talking shit to the crowd. See, when I, there was so much going on. Like They mentioned Mighty Kong or whatever, and I thought that was the monkey one. There was like a, like a Donkey Kong reference. Yeah, Heavy Kong is the hero. Yes. Marshall Gorilla is the monster. I'm surprised I didn't call him Gorilla Gorilla. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's like a gorilla fighter. He's got kind of a Che Guevara. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep, you're right. Yeah. I bet there is a, somewhere out there they call him Gorilla Gorilla. I'm, you're probably right. You're probably being right. As, being as every other one of these characters has a... A weird double name thing. And we get to another place I had trouble with because in the tournament we have Lightning Max, who has the gunpowder in his shoes. Mm-hmm. Out here on the street fighting monsters, we have Lightning Genji, who has roller skates, a steampunk outfit, and a couple of stun batons. Those stun batons are cool. Like I was having flashes of like Resident Evil five like there's a there's a really good hand-to-hand weapon that looks just like that it's basically just a giant electrocuting stick that you just beat the shit out of zombies with it would be cooler if he wasn't fighting a lightning geisha and a lightning catfish yeah it's probably a a bad just just a bad team up a fight yeah he tries to run and gets zapped and goes down like a ton of bricks and then we have a giant octopus with 100 eyes eating a building like you do in anime. And ossified. I I don't know why that word got said. I I don't you your guess is as good as mine at this point. I, I octopuses don't have bones at all. Correct. So I got nothing. It's best sometimes it's best not even to question it. The the octopus is the one growing bones. That, that, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right, all right. Sure. All right. Why not? <laughs> Why uh, the we fuck cut not? Back, we cut back to the Hero Association control room. Uh, they're worried, <laughs> which is kind of a running theme here. 
uh, it's been the running theme of everything. Like, oh no, our hero learns. Yeah, it's yeah. This episode is crazy. There is a lot happening. Yes, and, and it's just it just keeps going back to the hero association. Like, oh, oh, doors. What should we do? Um, <laughs> and then we cut to what appears to be a vampire who is just wandering through a bunch of human bodies, going, "We are so much more powerful than them." I, I couldn't for- guess that we were so powerful. <laughs> I forgot about this scene. Like it's like three seconds. Ah, okay. It's thank you, Dracula. You got your cameo. Yep. Yep. And then we cut back to our dominatrix, uh, Super S, Go S, whatever. I kind of um, like her. And she has ticked her boner zombies on Dynamite Man. Um, hey, do you want to uh, explain boner zombie? Like, I get it. Like, for, like, someone that's not watching along, can you explain what Boner Zombie is? Please? Please, Bill? If she beats somebody with a with her whip, they fall in love with her and do whatever she tells them to do. Okay, that's much better. Thank you. I thought Boner Zombie cleared that up pretty well, but... <sighs> no, it didn't. But before she can take out... Well, before her Boner Zombies can take out Dynamite Man... Mm-hmm. Um, a scene that we none of us would want to see, I think. The Class B Mafia shows up, and Fabuki herself is here. Yeah, I was so stoked at this point. Yep, she uses her brain power to stop the whip in mid-flight, and then Super S kind of flirts with her a little bit. She's like, "Don't get me too excited. I might kill you." This was this was a good scene. I I, I liked I liked was it Fabuki? No. Yeah, Fabuki is or er, yeah, Fabuki is Blizzard. Okay. That's Tornado's sister. Yeah. I just like I just I just really like like her. I, I her her solo episode this season was really interesting too, so I just like it, seeing it her was. being brought up. Especially her in, on the right side of things. Yeah, absolutely. We cut back to Lightning Max defeating Ring Ring, which is impressive because he has low seed. <laughs> uh Zakos reveals that the fighters are often paired up based on their looks, which is weird. Very uh, much so. And we get an explanation to Saitama about the seed system and how heroes basically get put on a lower tier because nobody respects them for taking the easy way out. Right. This is like, this reminds me of like a weird way, like this is going to be a weird analogy, but like a UFC, and a UFC, this is like a UFC match and like it's when a professional wrestler comes down to wrestle for the UFC. They like, there's no respect for them because what they do is not important to the core audience of like people right. who are watching these real fights kind or of thing. The, or somebody that started in UFC went to, to wrestle for a long mm-hmm. time and then and came back, back. to fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's certainly what it I just it was funny with Satami like turns to sour face. He's like, what's a low seed? <laughs> like, I started a doctor to be like, try a chantix for your low seed. <laughs> Uh, so now that he has a rudimentary understanding of how brackets work, he looks at the brackets and tells Zakos that he must be very weak at fighting to be matched up with him. This whole thing is so amazing. Like, the fact that a week ago, Saitama didn't know what martial arts were. He didn't understand what a bracket was. Like, he lives <laughs> a weird... This dude lives a weird life. And they are about to face off in the the second fight of the tournament. 
Uh, we got our ending theme song, of course. Mm-hmm. And then uh, post-credit. Ooh! Flip! Saitama slaps Akron's dick in the dirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she comes at Saitama. Yeah, it's like that just, just, this bitch temp slaps him. Yeah, he basically kind of does like a like a like a kind of a, a slap or a block. Yeah, I, I think Blip summed it up pretty well. Yeah, I'm just trying to think like how it would have been justified to the viewers. <laughs> uh, the the announcer tells the crowd that uh, Zakos was going to propose to his girlfriend after this tournament. This is so good. This is so fucking good. And so the crowd starts to laugh at him, but and like, then. Oh, no. No, no, but Saitama's yeah, really yeah. upset with himself. Yeah, he thinks he's so bad. He's like, oh, did I do bad? But then the announcer gets off. We find out that it's okay <laughs> from a, a a guy who runs over the paper, like breaking news. And he goes, it's okay, folks. She didn't show up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking comedy gold. <laughs> to which Saitama uh, said, like, oh, okay. I'm oh, all right. That's good. It's all good. Uh, but Sui Ryu uh, has been watching this fight. Yes, he has. And he goes, you know, Zakos's move was not that bad. Uh, this guy's got something. It's nice to see who I'm going to be fighting in the finals. Full foreshadowing, perhaps. Blatant foreshadowing. Yeah, or just cockiness on this guy's part. And Absolutely. He thinks he's going to make it to the finals, and he sees that Saitama is is something. And that's our episode. That is episode 17 of One Punch Man, the fighting tournament. Wow. Is it called the fighting tournament? I don't remember. It's the martial arts tournament. Oh, sorry. The martial arts tournament. This is the part where we talk about the episode overall. Bill! Hi. It was a good episode. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Like I said, I know this anime took some some rough hits for the second season. I think there's a lot here in the second season. I think these last couple episodes have kind of proven that. Yeah, can I jump in for a second with that? Because Absolutely. people, I've all I've heard is like how season two is not nowhere near as good as season one. But I am enjoying season two tremendously. I think I like it from a storytelling perspective. And as a, you know, looking at the writing and the character development so much more than season one. Those early episodes of season one were like, they were kind of setting, like, you know, like changing our expectations of storytelling and, you know, and, 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 and false, false starts and stops. And like, it kind of got to me after a little while, but like, man, this has been just really bang up stellar storytelling overall. Right, we're getting lots of character development. We're getting lots of uh, world building. We have a big bad now. We have a monster association, mm-hmm. and it totally is believable that Saitama has kind of wandered off and lost track of what's happening. While of the course, falls out. and we get a fighting tournament. One of my favorite tropes. I love fighting tournaments. I, you know, I think a lot of people dislike the, the tournament arc. I think that was maybe part of. The uh, backlash on this season. Oh, I love it. I, I've seen I've seen memes, and again, I'm not the fan to tell you either one way or the other. But I've seen memes where like, oh, you know, here's the tournament arc every anime does. You know, I love it. Give me a good tournament. Give me that Dragon Ball Z shit right there. Right, the Cell games. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Any other thoughts on the episode? No, I'm I'm pretty set. It's good. I mean, I, I kind of liked the setup a little more than the payoff here, only because there was a lot of jumping around overall. But, there was. Like, that was disorienting. I didn't see that as a problem watching it. I saw it as a problem writing the story. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's coming from my standpoint of, like, watching and being like, oh, I bet Bill's having a hard time just keeping track of writing us all down. Um, and it did. By the time I got to the end of the episode, I was surprised, like, oh, it's over already? Like, I did I did feel like it flew by. Um, right. But it's still, it's still good overall. I thought it was a good episode. I, again, love these characters, love these situations. It's just, it's just all good. Yep. I agree. Um, we're going to be back next time with some more One Punch Man. Whatever next time may be. Whatever one next time will be is absolutely true. We'll be back next time with episode six, I guess, uh, The Monster Uprising. Neat. We only have seven episodes left. We do. This is crazy to me. You have something picked out for next? I have some ideas. We'll, we'll run with it. We'll see if we can get it figured out. I've got some ideas like- for sure. You've probably got six months to figure it out, so... (laughs) Fuck you. I love you. Fuck you. You're 100% right. Uh, Hey, (laughs) it's time to get out of here, so I'm going to get us out of here. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about anime and... What's that smell? I smell an amateur. My name's Andy. And why do I have to follow your family rules? I'm Bill. You don't want to. And we will see you next time. I also could have said, you plan to swing that thing around until you're dead. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt. Brian Nash and Cameron Baer. Holy crap! Taranko can hit! He's off his feet! Could Tacos be knocked out by a single slap? Hold up! This isn't about Taranko being strong at all, is it? It's about Tacos being just so weak! He even invited his girlfriend here today intending to propose to her. But I'd say that now all his life plans have gone completely off the rails. Ooh, I may have done a bad thing. Wait a minute, I've just been given some new information. It seems his girlfriend didn't show up in the first place. Save! He's safe! Oof, I was worried. This sucks so much. The outcome I was expecting... At this rate, the tournament will end before Master ever has the chance to taste true martial arts. Zakos' moves weren't all that bad. Nicely done. See you at the finals, Mr. New Guy.